Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Shut the fuck up. We are not done talking yet. I'm Sharla. And I'm Danielle. Together, we will be discussing current events, pop culture, writing, books, movies, and women's lives. We are smart, funny, and occasionally profane. Thanks for listening. See you on the other side. All right, and you are listening to Shut the Fuck Up. We are not done talking yet, and today we are not done talking about our mothers. And we want to be clear that we love our mothers very much, and they have done very funny things, and that's what we're going to talk about today, some of the cockamamie antics of our our moms. It's Um, true, and our moms, they continue to do things. Oh. We could probably do this show again in a month, and we'd have new material that has arisen from our interactions and conversations with them. Exactly. Like, I'll just even, we actually prepared this and have little notes, but I'm going to tell you, this is kind of funny. My mother lives in a retirement home, senior facility in, um, in the state of Washington, and it's no cats allowed outside. She's allowed to have her cat inside, but then he sneaks out, and then the... Um, powers that be give her mm-hmm. a ton of crap. Carol, your cat's outside. And then she just will not take it. She's like, you know, they're threatening to kick her out all the time, but she just puts her foot down. It's like, I am staying here and my cat gets out sometimes. So she's actually pretty fierce. Wow. Yeah. She's standing up for herself and her kitty. Yeah. That's actually good. I applaud her for that. Me too. Me too. Maybe but, just because I'm a cat person. Yeah. She just, um, she's a little bit plays by her own rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what? We all do that a little bit. Um, and then I'll just give one more and then I'll uh-huh. pass it on to you. Sure. My mother, when I was small, there was a legendary story that when we had house guests, our very good friends from Canada, that she defrosted some meat and she was ready to cook it. And it was pork chops. And they were bad. So you could smell that the meat was bad. And that, remember, like, the, you know, in the styrofoam container, and then there's a plastic yes. on top, so we could smell it. And oh. then she's like, puts the pan on because she's going to fry them. And everybody was like, ask Carol, you can't make this food. You're going to make us sick. And she said, it's fine. I think it's fine. And they finally talked her um, out of cooking it. But she really, you know, she was on a budget. Yes. And she's like, this is meat, and we're going to eat it. <laughs> I'm going to cook it and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a great story. Um, Well, I thought I would start with a couple of stories about my mom when she was little because she used to tell us these stories, my sister and me, when she was growing up. And they really are so evocative, I think, of my mom and her personality. So one of my favorite stories she used to tell us is that when she was little, She lived out on the farm, and she would sing the little song, Playmate, come out and play with me, and bring your dollies three, climb up my apple tree, slide down my rain barrel and down my cellar door, and we'll be jolly friends forevermore. 
Okay, so my mom, being kind of a literal person, even at like age six, decided to slide down her cellar door, which was wood and full of splinters. So she got all these splinters in her ass. And <laughs> so my grandma had to put my mom across her lap and, you know, one by one, pull them out with tweezers. And my mom was really embarrassed because her uncle Russell, my grandma's brother, was visiting from out of town. But anyway, I love that story because my mom, you know, she gets these ideas into her head and she just has to go do them. So I thought that was pretty funny. That's cute. Also, my mom grew up in a farm in a small town in Missouri. And so she used to go to St. Louis to visit her aunt and uncle and a cousin, Betty Ann, who was about a year older than my mom. So my mom is like this little farm girl and she goes to the big city and one of the things they did is they went they went shopping at this big department store downtown. So my great aunt and my grandmother leave the two girls at the babysitter place that the department stores offered. And my mother decides that they're getting abandoned, that the mothers are never coming back. And so she gets my, my her cousin really upset. And so the two of them just start crying and wailing. And eventually their mothers do return. And, um, you know, and, and it was just sort of like my mom got upset for no reason. Okay, so enough about my mom. What about your mom? Uh, here's another charming story about my mother. And that <laughs> is that she feeds raccoons in Alameda. So there was a mummy and a bunch of baby raccoons living in the sewer or the pipes underneath the, the street, whatever those drains, whatever those are called. And when they came up, she decided that she felt sorry for them. So she was either giving them cat food or something else. And I don't know what happened with that. I don't recall the end of that story, but I begged her not yes. to feed the wild animals in a city that, you know, that was probably a pretty bad idea. Yeah, that is a bad idea. Um, she has, you know, kindness in the, as you know, that she thinks is the right idea. Anyway, um, she also befriended a homeless woman and let her into her apartment, which I really did not think it was a good idea. And this woman came in and took a shower. Yeah. Wow. And then she, they had a fight. That's why they, that's why they had a, whatever her name was, you know, Susan, I'm just going to make that up. And she was like, yeah, Susan's not coming anymore. We had a falling out. Oh. <laughs> that was probably for the <laughs> You know, your mom, it's like her heart's in the right place, right? There, her instinct toward taking care of people or raccoons, homeless people, it, but it just doesn't quite turn out. It's not quite, I don't know, you know, she's, she wants to help, yeah. but she just maybe doesn't go about it quite the right way. Yeah. Be a long time ago, she was helping homeless people in New York city in a program um, with the church of St. John the divine. And um, Oh yeah. So I she has, a, yeah, you said it's on Broadway. So she has a lot of experience talking to, well, she likes to talk to everybody, let's face it. But that's her, this her kind of her superpower is that she can talk to people and they'll, a lot of them talk back. I'm sorry, a lot of them talk back. Well, 
respond yeah. positively because they're so happy that someone is um, engaging with paying attention to them. Because yeah. they, you know, they get ignored these human beings and because they're yeah. they're whacked, but it's actually really sad. They're, they are people. So this reminds me of of several stories of my mom who has, in the course of her life, taken um, under her wing single moms. I guess because my mom was a single mother at one point herself struggling. And so she always runs into these ladies who they don't have a husband. They've got kids. They have some kind of job that isn't working out very well. They have money problems. And my mom will sort of like adopt them. She will take them grocery shopping and show them how to like live on like $10 a week, how to make food that's healthy, but inexpensive Um, Like she adopted this woman who used to do um, groom her cat, this woman, Bonnie, like she lived in a trailer park. She had two ex-husbands, two kids. You know, her life was kind of a mess. And my mom would like help her, give her some money. Um, And eventually she had a windfall for some sort of like insurance claim. And so then my mom set her down and created a budget for her. And, you know, she just poured a lot of time and energy and even money into Bonnie, trying to help her get on her feet and do the right thing. And so, yeah, my mom has often done things like that. Those aren't even funny stories. They're just, you know, yeah, it's nice. Kindness. Exactly. Okay. Now I will go on to some other funny stories about my mom. My mom has this thing about she loves to get her nails done. And so she was at the salon and while she was waiting, she took the color of OPI nail polish that she had picked out and she had to shake it just because she's kind of like waiting and she's kind of nervous. So she shakes it really hard to mix it up, but the lid is not on. And so nail polish goes all over the salon, all over her And I thought that was hilarious when she told it to me. I could just picture her doing that. Awesome. All right. This is going back to my childhood uh, along with the pork chop story. But she decided to tell everyone in our community that our house was haunted by ghosts. She even got our picture in the newspaper and I'm forgetting exactly which paper that was, but uh, something like that. And they were not, they were benign ghosts, not evil. Ghosts. But she just, you know, that's something that it's really hard to live down because people remember, you know, they read it and then they're like, Oh my God, that family on Baylor Avenue and Carol, she's a nut, you know? So that's kind of the kind of sort of thing that my mom would do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She just says it to point blank. Well, don't you know that? Like, don't you know there are fairies in the yard? I mean, you know, say that to me. I'm kind of like, yeah, I get that. But other people are not um, I like dying to talk about, you know, reincarnation or she's like, do you think your grandmother is reincarnated into your daughter? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. You yeah. know, that's and she's always shocked by people who don't see her way. <laughs> you know, that really makes me think about my mom and her general sense of it's not exactly her way or the highway, but she just generally thinks that the way she sees things are the right way. Um, she, in fact, it shows up a lot in things like decorating. 
Okay, so my mom moved into this new apartment place like a year ago, and it comes with a move-in specialist, this very nice woman named Karen. Karen helped my mom figure out what furniture to bring, how to lay out their new apartment, all this kind of stuff. And so since my mom has moved in, she has had Karen and the maintenance guy in many, many, many times to do just like custom little projects to get the apartment just the way my mom wants it. So my sister told me this story. So Karen is over, the decorator and move-in specialist. And my mom is saying, I really want you guys to paint this like one little area. It's underneath the upper cabinet over her sink. It's raw wood. And she thinks it should be painted. And she says to Karen, I like things to be just so in my house. So apparently Karen replied, well, you know, this is a rental, right? <laughs> my sister told me this story. I just love it. Um, did they paint it? I think they did. No, they didn't. And my mom did it herself. Oh, well, good for her. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's my mom. She's also been on this campaign to try to get them to install another light fixture over this area where she has put her dining room table. They laid it out in a way they thought people would put their dining room table somewhere else in this giant great room. But she doesn't want it over there. And so she was on this campaign and she like wrote letters and emails and met with the managers and she finally got permission. She had to have the um she had to hire the electrician and pay him herself to do this. And it took him six hours to run um, wires because, you know, the construction is not new or anything. So anyway, that's my mom. And here is another story about decorating. My mom and I, for 10 years, went together to Rancho La Parta Fitness Spa in Mexico, where Danielle and I have also been together. And our room was laid out so that the desk in the room was really in the wrong place and the dresser was really where the desk should have gone. The desk should have gone in this little alcove that had a light in the ceiling and the dresser should have gone over by the sliding glass door. And it was a little jammed the way they had it laid out. So it bugged my mom the entire week. So like the last night we're sitting in bed and my mother cannot take it any longer. So she gets out of bed She's wearing pajamas. She's barefoot. She goes over on the tile floor and she starts yanking this giant dresser. It's like this big, heavy wooden Mexican furniture to move it. And so I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? So, of course, I have to get out of bed and join her and relocate the furniture. So the next year when we came back, I was like, all right, we, the housekeeping had put the furniture back where they thought it should go. So my mom decides we're going to call concierge and they came and they sent maintenance guys and they rearranged the furniture at the beginning of our stay instead of having my mom do it. I just need to tell you something, Sharla. You said before she has a touch of OCD, like that's just fully OCD. If she needs to rearrange the furniture in a hotel that she's staying in. So just, just for your, please look it up if you want to. Okay. Definition of obsessing compulsive disorder. Actually, okay, I have one more example. One time my mom, sister, my niece Megan and I were staying in a house up in Tahoe 
not in Tahoe, sorry, in Yosemite. And it was a house that was lent to us by like, you know, a friend of a friend. And it hadn't been used in a long time. And it was chock-a-block full of stuff. And it was kind of dusty and messy. And my mom gets my sister involved. And the two of them like cleaned the place from top to bottom. My niece, Megan, was just stretched out on the couch reading a book and listening to her headphones and not getting involved in this. It's like my mom could not help herself. She had to spend her vacation cleaning someone else's vacation home. Yeah. That's going to get a whatever from me because Mm -hmm. I can't do that sort of thing. But um, let me tell you another story about Carol. She's pretty funny. This is actually not funny, and all of you should know why I'm pretty much traumatized. Um, we, I was having my 13th birthday party and I had all my girlfriends over. And for the first time I had boys over, right? Cause this is the time where girls and boys think they might uh, get along or be interested in each other. Right. My mother walked over to where we were sitting, sat down on a chair, looked at everyone and said, so kids, do you all masturbate? And Thank you for laughing. No, it it is hilarious. It is hilarious. You know, 40 years later. um, Yeah, um, it was so bad. And I thought, you know, I actually did manage to live it down. Like the friends were still my friends. They just felt sorry for me. They're like, your mom is insane. It's like, yeah, and it's really inappropriate and really embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. So if you wanted to talk to one person at a time, be, but anyway, even asking any child that question is just none of her business. Exactly. None of her business. And she's just um, she's just insane. So like, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm a, you know, I'm intuitive now and I can, you know, counsel people. Like, well, leave the team out of it and all your how against pot you are like now. Now pot's everywhere. So stop your crusade. Uh, the marijuana. She was anti-marijuana. She still is. She still absolutely hates it. She yeah, and she doesn't drink. My mom's a teetotaler. She drinks a teeny bit, so she just has this whole this whole like that addiction is not her issue. Right. Sure, she's probably addicted to sugar. Mm, Yeah. mm -hmm. That's very interesting. She seems like she's open to you know interesting ideas like reincarnation. I would have thought she might be into you know little drug experimentation, but. Oh, no. Psychedelics, nothing. Uh No, 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 no. Interesting. No. Ever. Well, all right. I have one more story about my mom, which basically it kind of sums up all the other stories I've been telling about her. She um, had to undergo some surgery. This was when she was married to her husband, Bill. And when she came out of anesthesia, the first thing that she said was, I don't like that. I don't like being out of control. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is actually a story my mother told on herself. Um, yeah, there's those few moments or hours that she was under anesthesia. Mm-mm. She said, I don't like that. Whereas my mom loves it. My mom's like, oh, awesome. Do I have a health problem? Can you please operate on me? She's like, oh, darn, really? Do I have gallstones? Awesome. So I can go to a, a, a hospital and get put under and have th- organs taken out. She thinks that's just incredible. Well, yeah, she likes to be taken out. Yeah. 
Oh, listen, I have one more that just happened this week, just like two days ago. I'd been out of town for a few days off the grid um, where we didn't have cell phone service. So when I got back out of town, my mom, of course, was had like a lot of pent up talking demand. So we spoke on the phone for 55 minutes, which is pretty normal. And then later that night, she texted me and said, oh, there's a whole bunch of things I forgot to tell you. I'm like, you're kidding. You had 55 minutes and somehow. So when I spoke to her the following day, one of the things she left out was that my niece was looking for a new job. It's like somehow she hadn't found time to tell me that news. But yeah. So yeah, she has pretty long phone messages. Carla's conversations with her mother are on average twice as long as our podcast. So (laughs) that's not, yeah, that's really not good. It sounds awful. My mother and my mother-in-law, they're totally opposite. Like here is my mom leaving a message. Hi, kids. I'm just calling to say hi. It's kind of hot here, but we're going to have a cooling breeze coming through. Tonight for dinner, I made pork chops. Of course, these pork chops were not (laughs) rotten. (laughs) And I talked to your sister earlier, and she sounds okay, blah, blah. Okay, so the message will go on a really long time. Here's my husband's mother. David, this is your mother. Call me click. I mean, she does not even give you enough time. If you've got like the caller ID thing going on where you can hear, you can race across the kitchen, but she will have already hung up because <laughs> she just has, she doesn't leave long messages. Her messages are like, the messages call me. Click. Me either. Me either. When I call someone, it, people who actually have cell phones that still pick up and take messages, the yeah. mine are very short. They don't, what do I have to say? Exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right, I'm still going to finish my mom's stories. I'm not done. You're not done yet. Good. Keep going. Um, My mother went to summer camp the same place I went to summer camp, Camp Miniyowi, a Christian camp in Ontario, north of Toronto. And she loves to tell me how good the rice pudding was. And she and her friends stole a couple bowls full (laughs) of rice pudding and got caught. So they were in right. huge trouble because they stole, which is, of course, you know, one of the Ten Commandments, yeah. not to steal. So I always thought that was funny that it was food, you know, like that's what mm-hmm. I, that's what she was she was into to steal. Anyway, yep. she's kind of good. She wouldn't have stolen anything more than that, except for like sugars at the diner or something. You know how people like to steal oh, yes. sugars and sweet and lows. Right. I didn't understand that. It's like, please buy your own. <laughs> Fucking buy your own. Yeah. All right, and then here, this is might be my favorite favorite story at all. I think I think Charlotte's gonna agree. Okay, we went to the Nutcracker, the San Francisco Nutcracker, a while back. The kids were younger, and I had six tickets for us because you know whoever was visiting, I can't remember. And then my mom, whatever, I had I needed to buy another ticket, and they, she couldn't sit with us. Right. So my mother's down in the orchestra. We're up in the grand tier toward the front, oh. decent seats. And we could see her and we thought that was funny. Right. Whatever. So 
when the part in the first act comes where the Nutcracker and the Rat King is that isn't he called the Rat yes, King? Yes, they were right. having their bat their battle like a sword, a sword battle, but also a gun goes off at a small oh, which is a loud pop. Mm-hmm. And my mother is noise sensitive and things startle her. So startle her. So she shouts. She's like <laughs> in the opera in the San Francisco like on a on a on a, on a Friday night. People are wearing fancy Every child has a velvet dress. Like it's it's a nice night out. It's a very nice night out. It's like San Francisco Nutcracker. Sorry, the Valley Nutcracker. They made it up. I'm obviously Tchaikovsky made it up, but they made it into a holiday class. That's classic. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's so sweet. they're just very they're just very good at it. And you know I've seen it way too many times at this point. But that was. A classic when my mom shouted, oh, and everyone, we were all like, oh, dear God. Yeah. So, she wasn't sitting next to you for this one. My gosh. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm done with stories. I thought I had a couple more, but um, other than, I'm not going to get into great detail, but I'm pretty sure that when my mother visited me in Montreal and she and met my boyfriend at the time we had just started dating and he broke up with me the next day and I'm pretty sure it was because he met her <laughs> and that he was kind of horrified and thought Uh-oh. oh if this if this uh, girl that I'm going out with has anything turns out like her I'm, I'm, I'm out of here so yeah he broke he broke up with me um, shortly afterwards and I'm I'm just blaming it on her. It's kind of fun to blame. Well, her I think stuff. the timing suggests that he was looking at her like maybe that was going to be his future. and He was not going to have any of it. Yeah. And I so let's say so. And I was thinking about this when I was when I was 19 or 18. Mm-hmm. She was 42. Oh, isn't that weird? Yeah. So yeah. she's still relatively young. Yeah. And then I don't know what that had to do with. Uh, him breaking, but I just think she was being wildly inappropriate, like she always is, and like he was just forced or something. Just, or I, I, she didn't ask him if he masturbated, but something she might have. She might have in the other room, and I missed it. Right. Who knows what she said? <laughs> or oh, are you and my daughter having tantric sex? <laughs> I have said to this poor boyfriend or endless, but that's yeah. awful. Did you like avoid? introducing boyfriends to your mother absolutely on all costs and I'll tell you something I'll just my my um husband yes. was stuck with them so when when he had already proposed to me I was already having his child and then he met my parents and there was nothing he could do unless he left me at the altar there was nothing he could do about it so he just went through with it and if, if if your husband had met your mother before, but no, okay, now we know the answer. Absolutely not, Charla. Yeah. He he would have had his chance yeah, yeah. to dump me if he had uh, if he had known. Oh my God! I'm saying yeah. Well, he does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it's okay. It's okay. good. Well, and 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 your husband's been pretty good to your mother. I mean, he's he been, he's really tolerant. He, he has put up with a lot, so. I know. He's, he came through. He came through, and I know he um, he loves me a lot, despite my parental, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Units, my parental units. My husband knew my mom before he knew me, because my mom worked for his father, and then that's eventually how my husband and I met. Oh. So 
Dave had a very good idea of what he was getting into and what he was in for because yeah. he, he knew exactly what I was going to look like in my older years and what kind of personality I might develop. <laughs> and he knew what his mother-in-law's was going to be like. So he married me anyway. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you're awesome. Guys. Well, we got good guys. So we do. Our we mothers do. must have done something right to raise us. So yeah, but um, good guys. You know what though? Let's take a break and we're gonna um search our brains for more stories in case there are any. Yes, we don't want to leave this yeah, any of these left untold. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in a jiffy. Yeah. Okay, we're back with our special edition of funny stories about our mothers. In other words, stupid shit our mothers have done. That we love them for, and, and they endear, these stories endear us to our mothers, right? They don't make us mad, they make us laugh. Ha <laughs> ha. So that's a good one, right? <laughs> All right, um, I have a few more on my list. Now, this one is just silly, but point my mother in her late 50s was single and so she was dating and she dated some older men and one man she dated um was apparently very boring at dinner it was not a very good blind date and then as they were walking back to the car my mother was walking really fast because she does walk really fast and this old guy says to her do you always walk this fast especially my mother was just like yeah she was having none of it she was not going to be with this old geezer guy okay now here's another story about my mom my mom is a master at complaining and she's always taught me that you know when you complain you say what's wrong and then you ask what you would like to have done to make it right so she she's been a complainer her whole life in a very you know formal way in fact, recently I found in a bunch of stuff from our wedding, a letter she'd written to the place we had our wedding. It was afterwards. Some things apparently had gone wrong during the wedding that she was upset about. I was unaware of them because I was busy getting married. But she wrote this very hilarious letter following up about all the things that had been wrong on this special day for her daughter. So that was pretty funny. Okay, here's the story. My sister has got a one-year-old baby. She flies from Kansas City to St. Louis to visit my mom. And when she does, she is allowed to take the car um, thing for the baby for free. The car seat. Car seat. She visits my mom for a few days. They go to the airport in St. Louis for her to fly back. This is at TWA, the world's worst airline. And this time they wanted to charge my sister $50. Now, my sister and mother make the point to the agent at the check-in counter that my sister did it for free coming. So they don't really see why she should have to pay. And my mother was so intense about it that eventually the gate agent fled and left the counter and went and hid around the corner. And my mother 
that went walked over there and leaned around the corner and said, Hey, I see you get back out here. Yeah. So, um, apparently in the end, the, the baby seat did ship for free, not for $50, but yeah, my mom's pretty relentless dog with a bone. That's my mom. So don't, don't cross her. Don't get on her right side. Yeah, don't. All right. I just thought of one that's kind of funny. It came up because you talked about dating. My mother has been single for a long time and she was dating a man she met in Portland. In fact, I didn't really understand she was dating him. I thought he was just like her chiropractor or her like spiritual advisor or something, but she brings him down to our house and he was telling us that he's not even human or an earth being. He was said he was from a different galaxy. And I'm right now I'm have a lot of problems recalling things, but it's like something we've all heard about when we're watching, you know, Star Trek or something. So he's from this other place. And this is kind of funny. I hope it's okay to say this. They did not have regular sex. They had tantric sex. Tantric. So, so I go, shit, I do not want to know this. Do not want to know this. And now, you know what? All of you listening probably didn't want to know that either. Sorry. She said in her Canadian accent. Sorry. Tantric sex. Yeah, it's bad enough to hear that your mom, your single mom's having sex of any type. Tantric. Oh, my God. So I don't starting. even know what that means. Exactly. Is yeah, let's like, look it up. I know what it means. I'm not going into it, but it's like. I all right. Yeah. We'll get to that when we do our topic about sex after 50. We'll do it then. We can even possibly call in an expert. Yeah. Yeah. We probably can find somebody. Oh, yeah. There can used you? to be a couple over in Lafayette in your old town. Did you ever know them? No. They did like, um, it maybe it wasn't tantric, but it was kind of like extended orgasmic sex. But they had a class? Why was this public? Um, they had workshops. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and like how you could have an orgasm for three hours, that kind of thing. Whoa. I know. Who's got the time? two <laughs> people. D for that. You need some AIDS. Lots of AIDS to do that. All right. Turn. Yeah, back to my mom. All right. So um, my mother, has, as I mentioned earlier, she's moved to this new apartment. It's a, it's a retirement place where one of the amenities is one meal a day, and it's provided by a local catering company. Generally, they do a good job. But my mom, again, she really likes to critique things. So she keeps the menus for every week and makes notes about each meal. And then when the catering company does their like every two months, they do a survey to see how they're doing. You know, what was your favorite meal? What was your least favorite meal? My mother has at the ready marked up all the menus from all the prior weeks. Yeah. So there you go. She's amazing. Yep. And let's see. Oh, I think maybe what we should do is conclude with funeral stories. Okay. Because, you know, it's, it's going around. Exactly. All right. Well, 
I'm trying to think of whose story is best. Yours is. So we're going to have to finish with your mom's funeral story. All right. Here's my mom's. When my mom lost her husband, Bill, she decided that she needed to get her nails done before the funeral. So she ran out to the local salon and she was gone when other relatives started showing up at her house, like my aunts and uncles who had driven in from elsewhere. And they all arrived at the house and said, where's your mother? And I said, she's out getting her nails done. <laughs> I was a little odd, but. Yeah, um, it doesn't seem like a customary response to no, grief. No. Yeah, except that she likes to control her environment. So if her nails are controlled, yes, she's probably going to feel better about it. And she does like to get her nails done. She likes to get her car washed. I mean, she likes things to be just so. Yeah, OCD. Probably a bit, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just, 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 you know, splash. Yeah. Or two. Um, my mother likes to um, inflict herself on her family members and some friends. So what she does, so she's going on a trip to see my brother, and then she's going to see her friend as well. So East Coast trip. And then two weeks ago, my uncle died, her brother. And she has not gone to... Um, either of her parents' funerals, which were quite some time ago. So I kind of thought, like, I guess you're not going to this. But she wanted to go. Then I was talking to my cousin, and she said, the date of the funeral has not been chosen yet. Tell your mother not to buy a ticket yet. So I call her back. Mom, don't buy a ticket. The date has not been chosen. Well, I'm just going to buy one anyway, because that's when I can go. So, yeah, to show up at the wrong time. So people have to entertain Aunt Carol. The funeral really isn't yet or it already happened. So anyway, then she changed her mind, decided not to. But that's just like she literally operates in this um, arena of herself. Like everything's the, you know, this is this point. She likes to help people, but everything is on, on her, church. especially with their family. She would she would help a stranger more than she would help her family on their terms. So it's been, yeah, she's a trip, but it's okay. I, I still love my mom. She has some really um, sweet things. Like when she visited me, when my kids were small, she would go into the bathroom, pull every single towel and sheet out and refold it, fold them and put them back in the oh. cupboards. Just do stuff like that. Like yeah. she would do big organization things when I was pulling my hair out with babies. So she's like yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. She took care of Sydney. We went to Hawaii for a week when Sydney was uh, two and she took care of her. Was, you know, she's yeah. done some nice stuff along the way. Well, I can see in your personality, you're very helpful to people. You have befriended some homeless people. I sure have. A couple on the corner of Lake Oakland the, Avenue. The, yeah. mm -hmm, the exit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't bring them to my house. I know, true. but that's true. I think her spirit of generosity, I think sometimes I get so pissed at her that I forget, like she actually has a generous spirit and likes, um, uh, you know, if she can, she likes to help people. She will yeah. make a cup of tea for anybody. Yeah. Oh, come over for a cup of tea. Yeah. That is, that, you know, it's funny. My mom is like that. My mother over the years uh, has adopted single moms with children. Nice. To help them figure out how to budget, 
how to go shopping on a budget and buy good food, make nice meals that are healthy for the families. She's done that a handful of times. And I think it's because she herself was a single mom and had to struggle, you know, paying the bills and all that kind of stuff. But she's always got some single mom that she's trying to help. Maybe she'll give her $20 a month toward her rent, you know. Wow, that's very kind. Yeah, it is nice. Very kind, yeah. So, yeah, so I think we have to end on a positive note here. Our mothers are hilarious. Yeah, they're hilarious. They are very well-intentioned. Well-intentioned. They raised us. So That's they right. couldn't have done all bad because because like we're so awesome. We're so awesome. And you were born to do this. You were born to do this. <laughs> Our mothers actually raised us to do this. They had no idea. Right. Like chatty. And we can yes. talk to anybody. Talk to anybody about anything mm-hmm. any length of time. Yeah. yeah. It's a gift. Not everybody has that gift. We mm-hmm. take it for granted. Right. Of course. Of not but. being shy. Yeah. Super not shy. You know, what would be really awesome is if our mothers could meet and talk. That would be so fun. No, they wouldn't like each other. Because they're too similar. Yeah. Yeah. You could try it, though. No, you're right. I don't think they would like each other. They would. No, they they both be trying to occupy the same space, if you will. Yeah. Do the same thing. Yeah. That's true. I think. Okay, good point. All right. Well, I all think right, Missy. Nice show today. Yeah, and, um, that was fun. We're, uh, we'll be back soon with a new topic, and we will uh, make a Shut the Fuck Up, We're Not Done Talking Yet podcast again. Yes, and listeners, if you have any topic that you would like us to address, just let us know. You can go to our Facebook page and make a request. You can actually record Somehow. Yeah. On the anchor.fm site, if you open our podcast, there's a way to record an answer uh, question. And also I made a Gmail address. So STFU podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Yeah. STFU podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So let us know if you have comments or if you have a topic that you think we should address, because don't worry, we can talk about anything because <laughs> We were born to do this. <laughs> I don't think I can talk about quantum physics. Sure you could. I really? Absolutely. You think it's the Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Okay, we're ready. You got it. Can we talk about an isosceles triangle? Barely. Yeah, but you at least know it. Yeah. Isn't that A plus A plus equals B? Two sides are the same? Isosceles? Doesn't matter. Okay, maybe we won't go down the metric <laughs> unless we study. Yeah. All right. All right. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. You can get more information about it on facebook.com backslash Charla Danielle podcast. <laughs>